Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. All right, well, we are in week three of a series called Prepared. And really, we're looking at how to stand in the storms of life, how to stand when trouble comes, when it hits. And when I think about being prepared, you know, I've told uh, several different camping stories of not being prepared. But there's another one where I actually, um, I was. Well, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. You, you can make up your mind. But I, I think of this. I think of a time I was out in Montana, and I was scouting around, and some people had built a campground, and then they came to us and said, hey, we have no idea how to run a camp. Come tell us how to do it. So I went out there, and I was like, I got to find cool Montana things to do because you can't just come to Montana and play kickball because you're in Montana. So I went out there by myself, got a car, and was just like driving around Montana trying to find all the cool things that you could only do in Montana. And I'm driving along the road, and I see a mountain. And I'm like, it'd be so much fun to get to the top of that thing. So I see a road, and I just turn down it, and I start going towards this, and it turns into a two-track, and so I take the two-track until it stops, and or I got stuck, one of the two, and then I get my backpack, and I throw my gear in it, and I'm like, well, the mountain's that way, so here we go. So I take off, and I'm hiking through there for a few hours, and as I'm going through, through the woods and through these mountains, I come into this clearing, and there's this huge, like, it's a, like a spire is what it's actually called, but it's these rocks that look like they just come shooting out of the ground, and it goes up like 300 feet, super high. I'm like, this is so cool. But what made it extra cool is around the back side of it, the front side was like a sheer cliff, but the back side of it was actually kind of half in a mountain, and you could, like, if you went on all fours, you could make it up to the back side of it. And I saw that, and I'm like, this thing needs to be climbed. Like, that is for sure. So I, I make it around the backside of this thing. I get up to the top of it, and I'm looking over the edge. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. So I grab, I get out my backpack, and, and I got my climbing gear with me. And I was an, definitely an avid climber at the time, so I had all my gear. So I, I anchor onto two trees. So if one goes flying, I got another one. I run all my stuff together, and, and I got my rope. And, and uh, I throw my rope over the edge, and I look and I'm like, it did not hit the bottom. This is going to be fun. Like, this is, this is going to be sweet. And I got a harness, so I'm all tied in. And, and the cliff's back here. I got my trees right there. I'm harnessed and I've, I've got my little device. And my plan was to belay down and then climb back up. And, and my little belay device here was self-locking so I could, like, I could climb a bit and then pull the rope through and then climb a bit more. And if I was to fall, you know, I'd just be hanging from the rope. And then if I had to, I would just climb up the rope. So this is in my head anyway. So I'm like, yeah, this is totally good. This, this is great. This is great. So I'm leaning up against these trees. I got these trees and I've got the little harness. I got my feet right on the edge of this cliff. And right as I'm about to go over the edge and I'm holding onto the rope like a little too tight. And I'm not letting the harness do its work. And I'm like, okay, is everything, is everything right? Like in a moment, I'm going to know if something isn't right. And I'm like... I'm alone. And I'm like, now, anybody that knows where I am, they like, they know I'm in Montana. I'm like, but that's kind of it. And the thought that went through my mind was, well, if I do fall, 
They're never going to find me. Like, they are not going to find me. Like, it doesn't even make sense how I got, I don't even. So here's the part of that story that I want to share is the time that we need help. When we need help is typically too late to get it. It it can be almost too late to get help. For me, that's what it was. That's literally what it would be. And being alone when something goes wrong, that's just horrible. That's, that is not fun at all. If somebody's with you, you're like, it, it is so okay. If I fall, obviously I didn't die. I'm right here, okay? I, I didn't die. Died, Jesus raised me back. No, didn't happen. I don't have a rising from the dead story. I did not die. All the knots held. I rappelled down, went back up. The closest I came to dying is one of the rocks I grabbed as I was going back up fell off, and then a bunch of bats came out from behind it and freaked me out, and I thought I was going to die, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I was strapped in. Everything was okay, but being alone when something goes wrong, like as I'm telling you that story, so many of you are like, he's alone. That is such a bad idea. Others of you are like, how old was he? Who are his parents? Like, what were they thinking? What was happening? Why would he do that? Who lets him do that sort of thing? Here's the reason why. Because you recognize that doing something like that alone is a bad idea. How many of you recognize that doing that alone is a bad idea? How many of you are like, I'll do it? (laughs) Of course Bryce is in the back raising his hand again. We, We recognize that. But the truth is, is in life, so often we ignore that same feeling. We ignore that same feeling when troubles come. And we start to feel like, I'm alone. Or even worse, we act like we're alone. We, we buy into that lie that the devil wants us to hear, which is this one, which is nobody understands what you're going through. No one understands. You really are alone in going through what you're going through. But 1 Corinthians 10.13 says this. It says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. The truth is, that we're not alone unless we want to be. But not being alone takes more work than being alone. I've been married almost 14 years. I love it. It's fun. I absolutely love it. She might, I might be driving her crazy. I don't know, but I have fun. I absolutely love it. But I do remember some of what it was like to be single. I do remember some of, some of the, like, I'm going to buy what I want, when I want. Okay, I'm going to go when I want, where I want, and just kind of sleep where I want. Like, now when I say, hold on, that did not come out right. <laughs> like, here's, here's what I mean by that. Like, I am a hot sleeper, okay? Like, and right now, our bedroom is upstairs. I want to sleep, like, somewhere, like, like, in the Arctic where it's cold, and I want the window closed, and she wants the window, or I want it open at night. She's like, it's 20 degrees. I'm like, that's perfect. Open the window. So that, that's what I mean. Like, I'd, I'd be sleeping in the basement where it's cold. That, by sleeping where I want. Like, that's, that's what I mean. Ruin that. Let's just move on to the next thing. Just forget that whole part. Forget it. Do I have notes that can help me with something like that? No. So there is that part where it is easier to be alone. I remember But here's the thing, it is so much better being married. No, it's work. You have to put effort into it, right? You go on a trip. You go somewhere. 
I remember when I was talking with her, I'm like, yeah, we're talking about a, uh, a motorcycle. And she's like, well, you can have one if I can have one. I'm like, well, that's twice as expensive. <laughs> I'm Dutch. Never going to happen. What is this? Maybe it will. I don't know. I don't know. It's harder when there's more than one of us. Relationships in general, if you have a relationship, a friendship, it takes some, some work. But they're so much better. The best memories I have are with friends. It's with friends. It's so much more fun. I don't really have too many great memories by myself. And that trip to Montana, I took it alone. I went out there every year for like three years by myself before friends were like, you can't do that by yourself anymore. We're going to come with you. I was like, yes, let's do it. Being alone. We were made for relationship. Jesus, God, well, God, God made the entire universe. If you look at in Genesis, everything, he just finishes making absolutely everything. And he looks and he says, it is good. He's looking at everything that he's made. He's like, it's good, it's good, it's good. And he looks at Adam. And he goes, this is not good. This is not good for man to be alone. Now, I 100%, yes, he's talking about marriage specifically, but he's also talking about relationship. He's like, it is not good for man to be alone. You and I were made for relationships. We were made for friends. We absolutely, absolutely were. And there's no time that we need them more than when we go through the storms of life. There's no time that we need them more, but the time to make them is now. It's not later, it's now. Now is the time. We are so much better together. We are so much better together. Uh, a few years ago, I got the chance to go to Africa. And while we were there, we were seeing some, some missionaries and doing some stuff with some missionaries over there. And while we were there, we went on a safari. And I was talking with our safari guide. And I'm like, there's something I just don't understand. I'm like, you got you to help me out here. I'm like, you see these pictures of these people on safari and lions, and the lions are right there, and these people are just like, click, 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 cameras, no glass, open tops, what's up with this? And we were driving around, and I really wanted to know, because that's what we were doing, is we were sitting in the back of a Land Rover with no top, and I could see lions. I'm like, what is this? The place that we stayed, they were like, now at night, like, they're like, don't leave, you know, lions do come through every now and then, they're like, don't get out of your little hut, which is really what it was, it was an elevated hut. Like, like, don't get out. I'm like, okay. And you tell me not to get out of my little hut, but then these guys, you, we get in a car, and it's not like I'm in a car, and it's not like they have thick glass. There's no glass. I'm like, what's the deal with this? And the guy's like, oh, as long as you stay in the vehicle, you're okay. And I'm like, well, okay, I could understand in the vehicle, but we're really like, we're on the back. We're not even in. There's nothing in. We're more like on. Or, we're not in the vehicle. And he's like, you're okay. He says, because the lion just sees it as one thing, like one big animal that moves through. It doesn't realize that there's a bunch of little people inside it. He doesn't see it like a French fry container moving around. Like, he's like, that's, that's not it, although that's what it would seem like to me. He's like, no. He's like, it's when, when the tourists get out and they're stepping around and they get a little too familiar with it and they start taking the pictures. He's like, oh, that's when they're getting like legs bit and arms eaten and I'm like, I didn't hear those stories before I got here. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But here's the deal. We're better together. And what do predators do? 
They look for the people that are by themselves, that are isolated. They look for the people that are isolated. And the devil is the same way. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says it this way. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. This is true spiritually and physically. A cord of, we are so much better together. Um, I like adventure racing. And usually it's a team of four people. The funnest, the most fun race, I said funnest, sorry. But the most fun race I ever did, adventure race, was we were in Arkansas and we did a 150 mile adventure race. And they give you a map and they're like, find your way to these points. And you just kind of take off through the woods and mountains and you try to get there. And it's 24 hours. Uh, we had 36 hours to do it. And so it's the middle of the night, whatever, you're just running around. But it's teams of four. And they said, this is why we insist on teams of four. He says, because if one person gets hurt, because it happens, one person can stay with them, and then the other two can go get help. And this is how we want you to do it. Don't leave people alone. See, we recognize in so many situations the power and the importance of other people. But too often, we neglect it when it comes to our situations and problems. Is we, we're in a situation, we're going through a storm, and the number one thing that the devil wants you to do is to, to hide it. To think that nobody else is going through it and to be, that, that you are alone. This is, this is all you, nobody else, this is you. But it's not true. We all, we need friends, we need relationships. We most definitely do. The Bible says confess your sins to God and be forgiven. In James it says confess your sins one to another and be healed. We need relationships. We need friends. We need good friends. Proverbs 27, 17 says it this way. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We need good friends. We all need relationships. We need friends. I read something on friendship today or yesterday. It was this. It says, we'll be friends when we're old and senile, and then we'll be new friends. I thought that one was pretty good. Somebody else said, if you have friends as weird as you, you have everything. Another one says, a good friend will help me move, but a best friend will help you move a dead body. It's like, yeah. But relationships are very, very important. They're so important. Proverbs 18.1 says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all sound judgment. We need relationships. But here's the thing. Relationships are hard and they take time. They really, really do. But I got really good news. Something that's coming up in June is we're going to kick off another couple months of small groups. And small groups are a great way to build relationship. And here's the thing I know. Relationships take time. Beck and I were talking about this. Um, we are blessed with some amazing relationships. We definitely, definitely are. We, we have so, it's so much fun. We have an absolute riot. But relationships take time. And I think regularly, we start the process of making friends. And I don't know what it is for you in your stage of life. For us right now, you meet somebody and you're like, well, they seem neat. And you kind of get to know them. And I'm thinking one couple a few years ago, we, I, I, I kind of clicked with him really well. They had some kids around the same age as ours. I met him at church. 
I was like, well, this is kind of cool. And I was like, well, we're just going to get to know him. And, and Becca seemed to click with her. I was like, oh, well, we might be good friends. This is, this is going to be fun. And we'd hung out with him maybe three or four times. And I remember one time we were coming back from, from being with this couple. And we're driving in the car. And I'm like, babe, I'll, we're going to enjoy spending time with this couple. I'm like, but we're not going to be good friends. And she's like, she looks at me and she's like, absolutely not. And, and you, you, yeah, it is kind of funny. But the reason was, is we both looked at each other and we're like, the way that their kids talk to them, like we can't have our kids around that. So we started something and we're like, you know, this just isn't going to work. And we were the ones that were kind of like, uh, not going to put quite as much effort into it. And eventually it just kind of drizzled, disappeared. Other times, there's couples that we're tr- kind of getting to know, and maybe they're the ones having the conversations. I don't know, because it kind of drizzles and disappears, and you're like, what happened? I don't, I don't know. Um, but we've, we've made friends that we have met in church, small groups. Um, honestly, some of our greatest friends uh, we, we met at church. Jamie and Jason are some of our absolute best friends. I think I got a picture of us in Banff. We went up into Canada last year. Absolute riot. We have so much fun together. We met at church. He kind of creepy stalked us, Jason did. It was a little weird. It really was. <laughs> so we had our kids in nursery, and he was working in nursery, which he was probably doing what he was supposed to, which was being really friendly. But every time he would come through, he'd be like, hey. And I'm like, who is this guy? Eventually, I figured out he was a coordinator in the nursery. But then we went mountain biking, which is a small group, which we actually still do and are doing. So it'll be up on the website soon. But Tuesdays, we're going to ride. If you like to mountain bike, love to have you join us. And that's really how we got to know each other, is we met at church, and then, but we had something common that we were doing together, which was mountain biking. And I got along well with him, and that was fun. And then Jamie and Becca met at something or church or somehow, and we're like, this is, this is great. We are so blessed with so many relationships, but this is what I know it takes, is it takes effort. It's easy to be alone. It's easy. You can drive home. You can hit your garage door opener, pull in your garage, close your door, go in the house, and not even see your neighbors. You don't even have to engage with them. You know they're out. You're like, oh, I don't even You don't even have to make it from your car to your door. You're like, no, I'm just going to close the door behind me. Like, do not talk to me. It is so easy to stay alone. But this is what I know. Life is so much more rich and then the other, when we have relationship. And this is the other thing I know is what God has called you to is too big for you to do alone. It really is. We need each other in the good times and the bad. Friends, make the good times so much better. I cannot tell you how many times I've been like, oh, I so wish that Brian was here right now. He would be laughing his head off at me. Like, I wish he was here. There's so many, they're like, oh, I wish Becca could have seen this. I wish that so-and-so would have been here. It's so good. But when we need them the most is when we're going through a storm. It's when we need them. But we need, because here's what you can do. You can sit in a room or on a, cha- on a chair or anywhere, and you can be alone. Becca and I were out on a date the other day, and we look over, and there's a couple sitting down, and both of them are on their phones. And they're, it's just, they're at a the little two-top, like it's just them. 
And we're like, okay. And it's like, oh, maybe they're checking something. And like three, four minutes later, they're both still on their phones. Five, six, like 10 minutes later, they're still both on their phones. And I wanted to like get my phone out and take a picture of them on their phones. I was like, I just need to. I'm like, it's so it's ridiculous. And I didn't. <laughs> I didn't quite do it, but I so wanted to. But it was just like they were really close to us and it would have been awkward. And I don't think I could have been awkward and caught them on their phones. Otherwise, I totally would have done it. I'm totally fine with awkward, in case you're wondering. Just fine. Relationships are so important. So important. We need to do something to get them. But here's the thing. Just wanting or desiring great relationships doesn't change anything. You know that. You can set a goal. It doesn't change anything. There's lots of things I would like. I'd like some thicker hair. I don't really know. It's not really happening. I've become a ball cap guy lately. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I don't know. And I asked Jason, and he has no clue. He's like, it's just, he doesn't know. There's so many things, but here's the deal. We need to have a mechanism or do something about it. And a great thing that you can do is a small group. If you'd like to join a small group, those are going to be coming. If you'd like to lead a small group or you're interested in leading a small group, in two weeks after service, we'll have a meeting. But relationships are so, so important. As we look at some people in the Bible, I think the first one that we should look at is probably Samson. And Samson did not have friends. Now, I mean, he really did not have any friends. At all. Now, I think I kind of know a little bit about that. It got a little awkward in like grade school. My mom had, like, took me out on friend dates, trying to get me to make more friends. It was really weird. Yes, it's as weird as the word friend date. Anyways, but Samson, this is a whole nother level because he's a grown man. He makes a stupid decision to go and marry the enemy. And at the wedding, he has no one. The Bible literally says they went and found 40 people to be his friend. He didn't have any friends. Not only does he not have any friends, because you're like, obviously, because one good friend would be like, you cannot marry this girl. Do not do it. And he kind of like married her, but then he got mad, and then he left, then he came back, and they had given her to like one of his companion friends thing. Then he's like all mad because now she's married to somebody else. And I'm like, that whole real weird drama situation would have been avoided if he had one good friend that would have been like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is not right. But he had zero, zero friends. But friends take time. It really does. But it is so, so worth it. It is so worth it. I was actually, I'm kind of embarrassed about this one, but several years ago, several years ago, um, maybe that's not the best place to start with this one. Again, I'm just so embarrassed by this one. But I was actually, several years ago, I was at church and met this really cool couple. And I was like, hey, you guys seem really cool. You need to meet Becca. She's not here with me now. We should get together. And they're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, can I get your number? And they're like, yeah. And they gave me their number. And I went home and I'm like, babe, I met this awesome couple. You got to meet them. It was really fun. You'd love them. And she's like, yeah, let's do that. And something happened. Like, I don't even know what. Like something happened and I think we were going to and we were trying to figure out the date of like, when could we make this work? And, and, and I dropped the ball. And I'm like, 
I, I don't know where their number is. Like I lost, like legitimately, like I lost the number. I'm like, I'm such a jerk. Like this is so weird. And I'm like, I don't remember. And I'm like, I didn't see them again. I'm like, I don't know. And then a couple weeks ago, we are talking to a great couple from here at church. And I'm like, we're just so glad to meet you guys and to get to know you better. And he looks and goes, actually, we met before. And I'm like, we did? And he goes, yeah, church in Granville. And I'm like, oh, we must have just like randomly like talked. And he's like, yeah, and you actually took our number and said you were going to try to call and get together. And I'm like, ah, it's you from my nightmares. Like, no. I'm so sorry. And he's like, what did happen? And he actually asked me what happened. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's messy, okay? And it can be awkward, but relationships, good relationships are so, so important. And we all need them. And somebody who had a great relationship and needed his friends, I think of Mark 2. It's a story of a paralytic. Guy can't walk, in case you didn't know. Can't walk. Jesus is in town. And I love what happens here. It says that four of his friends came and got him. And they grabbed him, they put him on, and they brought him to Jesus. But they get him to Jesus, and this is what I love about these guys, is his friends get him there, and then they look around and they're like, we can't get in. The house was so full, they could not get him to Jesus. But instead of giving up, one of them, because every group of friends has a crazy friend, like the one that their eyes get a little funny, you're like, oh no, what's about to happen? Like, what is this? <laughs> That was in this group, and, and that one was like, and she's like her, he's like her, they're like, and they're like, let's go up on the roof. And they take him up on the roof, dismantle the roof over top of Jesus. Imagine this happening in your small group. What? It's never happened yet. Not here anyways. And, but they dismantle the roof over top of Jesus, and then they lower him down in front of Jesus. Jesus heals the man, and he walks out. I love that story. I love that he had friends. And every one of us, we need friends. We need good friends that will bring us to Jesus, that will bring us to church, that will bring us to God's word and say, this is what needs to change in your life. This is what I see in your life. We need those relationships. I know you will never be all that God created you to be without good, godly relationships in your life. People pushing you on, inspiring you to do things. Trent and Sybil, Trent, Sybil. Siobhan are like, hey, we went and we saw what the sheds were doing in Guatemala, and that just really impacted. We need friends that challenge us and move us to things. We need great relationships. We really, really do. It's so important that we have godly relationships. You will never be all that God created you to be by yourself. So I challenge you, do something, because just wishing and hoping and wanting isn't going to do it. Maybe it's, maybe it's getting back to the, to the make a difference table here and talk and say, I want to connect at church. I don't just want to come and fill a seat, but I want to get to know some of the people that are there. Maybe as these small groups are about to start, you're like, I'm going to do that. And you connect and you say, I'm going to be a part of a group. I just want to try it and get to know somebody. And here's the thing is if you go to one and you're like, it doesn't fit, it doesn't work, then go try another one. Be like, it's me, not you. And, and go to another one and say, I, I want to try this. That's okay. It really is. But we all need to do something. Do something. Have a mechanism. A, this is what I'm going to do. And try it. And it's not always going to work. You might put yourself out there and get to know somebody and you'd be like, it just is not working. 
It, it, it's just not working. It happens. But you will not be all that you can. You will not be able to do all that God has for you by yourself. We need each other. We most definitely, definitely do. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, come on up. We need people who will bring us to Jesus. We need people who will challenge us, who will point things out to us and lovingly say, that's not right. Or did you really want to do that? Did you know how that sounded the way that you said something to, you know, what you said to your husband or what you said to your wife? What about this? We need those relationships so that we can be and do all that God has for us. Let's just close in prayer. God, we've been talking about relationships and friendships today. And God, we do. We want to serve you with all that we have, but we realize that we cannot do all that you have called us to alone. So God, I ask for divine connections, for good friendships ordained by you. Thank you for the courage and grace to let go of detrimental friendships and relationships that are dragging people down. I ask by faith the discernment for developing healthy relationships would fall on every single person here. Your word says that two are better than one because if one fails, there'll be someone to lift that person up. Father, you know the hearts of the people here. So I, God, just don't let us be deceived by outward appearances. Bad friendships corrupt good morals. Thank you for quality friends who help us to build stronger character and draw us closer to you. Help us be friends to others and to love as a friend at all times. Help us to laugh with those who laugh, to rejoice with those who rejoice, and to weep with those who weep. Teach us what we need to be quality friends, to develop in us a fun sense of humor and to, to relax around people, to be ourselves and to show your love, to be the people you created us to be. Instruct our heart and character that we may be faithful and trustworthy over the friendships that you are sending our way, that you are putting in our life. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.